Welcome everyone to today's Mishnah Yomi. Today, Merit Hashem, we will be learning Mesechas Demai, Perek Aleph, Mishnayis Gimel through Dalit. Chapter 1, Mishnayis 3 through 4, which interestingly enough, short Perek will be the end of the first chapter of Demai. So Mishnah Gimel says as follows, Halokeach lezera ula So remember again, what's interesting to note is as follows, that Halokha if a person has produce which is untithed, that produce is called Tevel, untithed produce. So the Halokha is, one is not permitted to eat Tevel, and one is not really permitted to get general basic benefit from Tevel. You know, using it to go out and fuel, using it to feed one's animals. So remember, kind of in line with what we learned in yesterday's Mishnayis, as much as the rabbis obligated us to retithe Demai, at the end of the day, there are many leniencies associated with Demai. So for example, Let's say a person goes ahead and purchases produce from an Amaaretz, but they're not going ahead and purchasing it per se for their own personal consumption. Rather, I'm going ahead and using it to plant, or that's lazara or lebehema to feed my animals, or kemach oros. I'm going ahead and purchasing flour from an amaretz for tanning purposes. Flour was one of the things that she used to use to go ahead and smooth out hides, or shemen laner. I'm buying oil in order to use it as fuel for a lamp, shemen lasuch boasakelim, or I'm buying oil in order to go ahead and use it to smear utensils. In all of these cases, these, this produce that is purchased is not subject to the laws of demai. And again, the logic is because the laws of demai really only apply to something that was bought for consumption purposes. But in all of these circumstances, you're purchasing the produce for non-consumption purposes. And therefore, again, laws of demai don't apply. So the Mishnah discusses, in general, interestingly enough, the idea of Trumas and Maestros only applies to Eretz Yisrael. So because of that, you know, throughout Shas, we have different discussions regarding the borders of Eretz Yisrael. So here the Mishnah says, If you went ahead and you purchased produce from the town of Kiziv and beyond that, this is on the northern side of Eretz Yisrael, Ultimately, again, it is not subject to demai, and the reason is because that the Bartunur explains that even though Kiziv and the area north of it was sanctified when Yehoshua came into Eretz Yisrael, it was not re-sanctified with the return of the Babylonian exiles in the time of the Second Temple era. So because of that, again, it doesn't have Kiddush HaSeret, so it doesn't have the sanctity of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore its produce is not subject to Trumas and Maestros. And of course, if you're not subject to Trumas and Maestros, then there's no Din of Demai as well. Chalas Amaretz. See, here's what's interesting. So we spoke about in yesterday's shir the idea that even Ame Haaretz, who we are concerned perhaps we're not as proficient or we're not as competent when it comes to the separation of Trumas and Maestros, are careful with certain things. For example, Truma Gidola, right? The separation of Trumush goes to the Kohanim. That we assume that even Ameha Aretz, in fact, go ahead and do. So along the same lines of that, the Mishnah explains that there are other things that Ameha Aretz is careful with as well. For example, Chalas Ameha Aretz. So ultimately, again, we could assume that halacha lemaisa, if a coin goes ahead and receives challah from an amaaretz, we could assume that the other appropriate tithes were taken. Bahamaduma, maduma is a mixture of truma and chulin. Vahalakuach bekesef meiser sheni, or produce that is purchased with meiser sheni money. 
Ushiyari Minachos, or any leftover parts of a Mincha, Petur Minadmai. Ultimately, again, the, all of these items are potter from Demai, because once again, because they all have a level of consecration, we assume that the Amah Aretz is careful with them. Shemen Arev, that is an interesting case. What about if a person goes ahead and purchases oil? But again, Shemen Arev is oil with a, with a smell, with a fragrance. So one goes ahead and purchases this oil from Aretz, Amah Aretz. And the Bartanura says the case over here is, once again, a person is purchasing this oil for, for the use of smell for aroma purposes, not using it to smear on their body or not using it again as, you know, obviously for consumption either. What's the Allah? Beis Shammai and Beis says that still the laws of Demai apply to this oil. Beis Potrin and Beis says that the oil is exempt from the laws of Demai. Now again, interestingly enough, there's a more Yusulistic Machlokas as to, remember, Basilal is in line with the beginning of the Mishnah, because the beginning of the Mishnah said pretty much any produce that's bought from an Amaris for non-consumption purposes is not subject to, to Demai. Therefore, again, if you buy fragrant oil from an Amaris, it's not subject to Demai. Beishame, on the other hand, hold that the, that the, the obligation or the concept of Demai pretty much applies to any type of produce that you purchase from an Amaris. Incredible. That's Mishnah Gimel. We now come to Mishnah Dalad, Mishnah for Hadmai. So now, there are certain things that you're allowed to do with Demai. So for example, Hadamai, Ma'arvinbo, you can make an Erev with Demai. So remember again, we know that Halacha Lamaisan Shabbos, you have 2,000 Amas in which you're permitted to go ahead and travel in any, in any one direction. You could extend that, that travel area by placing an Erev. Right? The Erev essentially establishes your domicile somewhere within your initial 2,000 Amos and gives you an additional 2,000 Amos. The halachic assumption is home is where your food is. And therefore, again, you could set up an additional domicile. So you could use Demai for an Erev. Or Mishtatsvinbo. Mishtatsvinbo is what's called the Sheet of Muvaos, which is if you have a bunch of courtyards which open up into a shared alleyway, all the, all the respective courtyards have to join, essentially, in an Erev together. We don't call that an Erev. We call it a Sheet of Muvaos, a partnership amongst the alleyways. Also requires collection of food from all of the various courtyards. So you could use Demai food for that, that is interesting. If you ate demai, if you ate demai, you make a bracha over it. You make a bracha over it. Now, again, the Kiddush, of course, in that is you're not allowed to eat demai. Right? You're not allowed to eat demai. But if you did eat demai, or if you're going to eat demai, regardless of the prohibition, you would still make a bracha. And ultimately, again, you could be part of a mezuman if you ate demai. So again, all of this really makes sense in light of the fact that at the end of the day, we actually believe that the Amaretz probably did, the statistical probability is that the Amaretz did separate out the requisite Shumas and Maestros, but this is a Chumrah, this is a stringency. So therefore, again, you know, as much as it's a stringency, in certain areas we have the ability to be lenient when necessary. Umar Fishin also Arum. Now remember, again, we'll get into this, but when you purchase Nemai from an Amaretz, what that requires of me is I have to separate out Everything except Shumigidolos, so after you separate out tithes. Now, normally when you separate out tithes, you make a bracha. With Demai, there is no bracha upon the separation of tithes. Therefore, technically speaking, one could even do it unclothed. In other words, since there's no bracha, I could separate out the additional tithes from Demai 
even if I am unclothed. Similarly, Ben Hashmoshos, you could also do it, Ben Hashmoshos, is the twilight period right before Shabbos. Normally, you're not allowed to do tithing in the twilight period before Shabbos, but Demai, you're allowed to do so. Now, the Mishnah then goes on. And the Mishnah gets into Allah's Vidui Maiseh. So remember again, we actually made reference to this at the end of Peah as well, which is as follows. That in the fourth and seventh years of the, of the Shemitah cycle, one has to do what's called Vidui Maiseh. One has to confess that he has distributed all of his tithes. Now, the Aloha is that there's an order for the distribution of tithes. And if a person disrupts the order, they do not recite Vidui Maiser. So that's the topic of our Mishnah over here. So that would be true under normal circumstances. When it comes to Demai, see, Im Hikdim Maiser Sheni Lerishon in Bekach Klum. So for example, under normal circumstances, if you went ahead and separated out Maiser Sheni, which remember is the portion that I, the farmer, take to Yerushalayim and enjoy myself. I just have to go out and take it to Yerushalayim and eat it there. My Serishon, on the other hand, is the portion I give to the Levi. You're supposed to separate out first my Serishon, then my Sersheni. If you messed up the order and you separated out my Sersheni first, so in a regular situation, that means you wouldn't do Vidwe Maestri. You would not do the confession of the disbursement of the tithes. However, for Demai, even if you messed up the order, we still allow you to go ahead and recite the Meiser Confession. Shemen Agardi Sach Be'etzbosav Chayim B'Demai. This is interesting. So Gardi is a weaver. So sometimes, again, a weaver would put would put oil on his fingers as a form of protection. So he gets it, everything, everything moves more smoothly off his fingers. He doesn't get cut. He doesn't get pricked. Salach HaMaisa, that oil ultimately is subject to Demai. Now that makes sense because remember, he's smearing it on his body. Excuse me, but again, if somebody who combs wool, he puts oil into the wool to make it easier to comb the wool, ultimately, again, remember, this goes back to what we saw before in the previous Mishnah, that he would be potter from Demai. Because again, remember, the distinction is very simple. In the case, even though the weaver is putting it on his body, not for necessarily shmearing purposes or enjoyment purposes, but for work purposes, nevertheless, his kabano is to shmear it on his body. Because of that, ultimately, again, he is, it is subject to Demai. But when you put it in the wool, in order to comb the wool, so there the kabano is not to put anything on my body, the kabano is for the wool. This goes back to Basil in the previous Mishnah, that halacha lamaisa, the, the Demai will not apply to anything that's either non-consumption or non-physical, non-physical, non-physical enjoyment. All right, we'll stop. We'll be here. Mazel tov. I'm finishing the first parak of Demai. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.